Hey guys, it's Alfredo. And this is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. This week you got a little a little gift. I want to do it. Go for it. I want to introduce Jose. Thank you for being our special guest this episode. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, guys. So Jose is coming in to help us out. We have a really big episode. That's what she said. And uh, we're talking about disasters, disaster movies. And we felt Jose was a perfect candidate to be a special guest because his life is one. That was nice. That was good. I kind of heard it, though. Transfer this shit. Transfer this shit. I'm I'm going to cut it out. Why am I I high-fiving this? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, guys, disaster movies, disaster week. Brian, I finally got you. Yeah, so, that's true. But I got you for next week. Yeah, you did. So you did. Actually, like a, you threw a curveball. It was a Uno reverse card. I did not you know expect that. <laughs> I'm drawing four. I'll draw four for this one. That's fine. But uh, disaster movie, guys. I feel like there's only one way we can do this because you have mentioned multiple times a lot of these movies are very similar. Very similar. So uh, and it has the same theme, right. ultimately leading up to you know the Earth getting destroyed and right. we all dying. So. Uh, we decided, or tragic, just tragic. Or just tragic. Yeah. We decided that this is going to be a, a top 10 format. Yeah. So uh, this is our film purgatory top 10 disaster movies. Kicking it off. Number 10. Don't look up. 2021. A comedy disaster, which is not very common in this list. But it was directed by Adam McKay. Jose, what are the movies did Adam do? So Adam McKay is also responsible for Vice, The Big Short, and The Other Guys. I actually really enjoyed The Big Short. Same. I mean, we have an awesome cast here. We're looking at Jennifer Lawrence, obviously known for The Hunger Games. We're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio from Inception. And, I mean, his career speaks for itself, honestly. Leo, I wear sweaters at the beach. Actually, you know what? Fuck you, Bri. Leo, Leo, I do my own taxes. That's what you said. That's what I you said. You gotta stick with it. You know what? Leo, no. money bags. No, nah. DiCaprio. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I reject. Fuck? Fine, fine, fine. I, reject I do my own taxes. Leo does his own taxes. Fine. I can see that. So we have Timothy Chalamet, known from Dune, Kate Blanchett from Thor Ragnarok, Meryl Streep from Mamma Mia, and even Jonah Hill from Superbad. Nice. So the premise in this movie is pretty basic. I feel like uh, it's apocalyptic political satire. Uh, that's why I didn't really like it. I remember talking about this when it first came out. I yep. had mentioned it, and that was really what put me off. But um, it's a pretty basic storyline here. There's a meteor coming, and it kind of just follows how humans are reacting to this, or the lack thereof, not taking action with it. Some people are believing it, some people aren't. And ultimately, there's a there's a plan to evacuate some specific people, more important people. I mean... Understood. Yeah, I get it. Um, the story is pretty bland. I think what really sold this one to a lot of people would be the, the cast, like Jose mentioned. Yeah. We got some big names in here. Yeah. I know that there's uh, at least five uh, Oscar and, uh, Academy Award winners. That's huge. Big cast... But uh, I think this falls into the category when it has a big cast like that, usually the story seems to lack. Mm-hmm. And I think this one is uh, fits into it. Which is which kind of sucks because I really enjoyed Vice and The Big Short, and I know those movies did get um, political as well. But overall, this movie was whatever. Going on to number nine. 
So at number nine, we have 2012, which came out ironically in 2009. It is an action sci-fi directed by Ronaldo Emmerich. Um, the cast is pretty good. It's John Cusack, it's Thadwin Norton. We've got Chuetel, Edge of Four, and Woody Harrelson. How come, how come Jose comes in here pronouncing shit correctly? Better? What no, no experience. There's no experience. He's the pronunciation proctor. He's coming off the bench. This is bullshit. Uh, I know Roland Emmerich is, uh, is part of Independence Day, The Patriots, a White House Down, and The Day After Tomorrow. So this oh. guy likes to destroy the world. Oh, what the fuck? He likes the tragedies, the disasters. Real quick, what happens in this movie? The Earth's core is uh, heating up due to severe solar storms causing radiation. In direct relation, the Earth's crust is becoming unstable and mankind is doomed unless proper action is taken. And again, like we saw in Don't Look Up, there is proper action, which saves the few. So a portion of humanity is saved in this one. I guess the majority, good luck. Yeah, you're done, sorry. Yeah, that kind of sucks. What's funny that uh, we did mention that Emmerich, he he does do a lot of disaster movies, or. He has made some disaster movies, right. but he, because of that uh, that history he has, he stayed away from New York. He decided not to destroy New York, but he's already done it. He's already destroyed it in Day After Tomorrow and in Independence Day. I'm not sure. And the other place he's tried to stay away from was Mecca because he didn't want a fatwa on him. That's funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> Very good reference there. I appreciate that. All right, so coming in at number eight, we have Deep Impact, directed in 1998 by Mimi Leader, who also directed Pay It Forward with Kevin Spacey. This is a sci-fi drama with the cast of Elijah Wood from Lord of the Rings. We've got Tia Leone from Jurassic Park 3. We've got Morgan Freeman. I mean, everyone knows him. John Favreau. And we've got Robert Duvall from the Godfather franchise. That's an interesting mix. Duvall! Roberts. Bobby Duvall. You think he gets called Bobby? I don't know. He doesn't look like a Bobby. Yeah, I don't see it. This one's another meteor one, Deep Impact. I mean, the name says it alone. Uh, There's a giant meteor coming to Earth. And it's discovered by Elijah Wood, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And so the government puts in place like this program. I'm sorry, not program, but like a a filter where like a certain age range cannot escape. Right. You know, cannot be saved. So Mm -hmm. like if you didn't fall in this age range and you didn't get called... I think it was like a lotto system. It's fucked up. You were just so sorry. But you know what? I kind of agree. Because mm. it, it eliminates any one person being valued over another. It's just like, I'm sorry, but this is how it's going to be. Like, I mean, you kind of are being valued. Like, if if you're... It's a lot of... If you're not... Oh, it's a lot. I thought, like, only a specific age group can't. So, well, I guess... In that sense, I would agree when because the old people are screwed. Like, right. but but I mean, hey, how mad can you be? You got to live your life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. So I, I get it. But in terms of the people that are eligible, they don't make it if they don't get called. You know, because of the lot or whatever. You know, nobody's life is worth more than you. It's chance, mm. fate. And I'm sure in your dying moments, you have to learn to accept that fate didn't choose you for a reason because it might give you some peace of mind in your final moments. Obviously, this isn't a rational Brian thinking. This is just what I think a person who's about to get obliterated mm. would think, knowing that they missed out on the lotto that would save their life. 
All right, Thanos. That's an interesting theory. <laughs> but um, what's number seven? Number seven. So in number seven, we've got The Perfect Storm from Ooh, 2000. With a perfect cast. <laughs> directed by Wolfgang Petersen, who's known for Air Force One, Outbreak, and Troy. So this is another great cast. We've got Diane Lane, Mark Wahlberg, George Clooney, William Fitcher, who's known from The Longest Yard, and John C. Riley from Step Brothers. Marky Mark Wahlberg is in this one. And that's uh that's kind of random. I didn't expect him to be in this movie. Right. But you know, again, this is an old movie. He was pretty young. It is what it is. Um, I think this is one of the few true story movies that we have in this list. Yep. This did happen. There was a perfect storm in 1991, if I'm not mistaken. And this movie follows the story of that uh, that commercial fishing ship that was caught in that eye of that storm. Yeah. Um. I remember watching them when I was real young. Came out in 2000. Right. So I was like five or six or seven. I don't know when I first, first watched it. It was one of those movies that they came out on TV and like, I think my parents just watched it a lot. Nice. And I had always catch glimpses of it. It was always sad. Um, this is the first movie uh, of, of the list, I believe, that's not like apocalyptic. It's not, yeah. But it still feels, you know, you still have that same tone of like impending doom, which it, is very scary. Right. So it's just not a very unsettling feeling. Right. I think this movie does it well. Yeah. I think the ocean is so scary. Big time. That it that fear transfers so well into right. this film. For me at least, you know, I thought that those are my thoughts. I did, I know this movie did do okay with Rotten Tomatoes. I think it got like what, forty six percent, something like that. I'm not really sure. Um But no, it is scary because it's it's real. I think that's the that's the scariest aspect of this movie. It is real. Oh, this yeah. did happen. Absolutely. The Andrea Gale, the ship, the commercial ship, was never found. None of their crew was found as well. So, um, I mean, it's a hurricane. So, Right. All right. So, coming in at number six, we've got The Core from 2003, a sci-fi action by director John Emile, uh, who's known for Copycat and Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Who's known for Copycat with Sigourney Weaver. We've got Aaron Eckhart from Olympus Has Fallen. We've got Hilary Swank from Million Dollar Baby. DJ Qualls from The New Guy. Stanley Tucci from The Devil Wears Prada. And Shecky Carvo from Kiss of the Dragon. I, I love Kiss of the Dragon. Yeah. Fuck, man. Jet Li? That's Jet Li's that dude. Yeah, man. I feel like that movie isn't really talked about much, though. But I liked him as, a, as an evil guy. This one, he plays a good guy. And, uh... He's French too, so you know that's those are points, right? I don't know. It was nice. I like this movie. This one takes an interesting take because all of a sudden the Earth's core just start just stopped. It's not rotating anymore. The core. The core. It stopped spinning. So a group of scientists they try to to dig inside uh, the core, passing the mantle, the inner crust, all the crust, whatever and to try to set off a chain of bombs to have some sort of a jump start to the planet to try to rotate it. Um, so I really like this one. I like the concept of it. I think I like the science of it more. It's pretty crazy. It's interesting to think, you know, what would happen if the Earth stopped spinning? And uh, I think I read somewhere that uh, the, the ocean would just like... Uh, it would wipe us all out. <laughs> I don't think we can afford to, to not spin because the ocean would just flood everything well because no because of gravity they would just it would flow to the where the gravity is strongest and that would be the north and south pole so i like that but don't worry about it because the only thing that would actually stop the earth from spinning would be another planet crashing into the earth so i think we're fine 
So a little known fact known about uh, what they used to make the ship that goes underground in this movie is that they called the material unobtainium. And the reason that it was called that is because in the time, it was impossible to get titanium from Russia because of the Cold War. So they ended up calling it unobtainium. And the only way that we were able to get any for it was the CIA set up uh, shell corporations in other countries in order to be able to leak it, you know, into the country. Damn. Nice. That's actually really cool. History buff. Go to number five, seeking a friend at the end of the world. This is another curveball because this is more of a, like a like a romance into it. A little bit of a romance dip into this list. You suggested this one. I'm surprised. You know, okay, well, I am biased. Steve Carell, I'm biased. You know, everybody knows I enjoy Steve Carell movies. The Office. Um, but not The Office. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Carell and this one and Kira Knightley have a really good chemistry. Uh, it's not talked about enough in his whole career, but the, the comedy in this one does is there, right? I thought, similar to Don't Look Up, I think this is like the second film in the list that has a good amount of comedy involved. Uh, a lot of real scenarios pop up that you think, okay, I guess that makes sense. It's the end of the world. You know, like I remember there was a, 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 a scene where they see some guy get shot. And, and, and he was making a point like, oh, that's terrible. Why'd he kill him? Whatever. He just shot him and left. And Kira Knightley's like, well, I mean, it's the end of the world. That guy looks like a hitman. He probably just paid to get, you know, killed when he was not expecting it. So that it would, you know, it wouldn't be a suicide. It would be like, you know, like just an actual murder. And I was like, damn, I, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, people would do that. If you're scared to kill yourself, you pay somebody. And when you're unsuspecting, they they take you off of this planet. Because in this one, the I guess the space mission, quote unquote, to try to save the Earth from this meteor, another meteor, uh, it failed. So I guess this just follows everybody trying to adjust to that realization that, yeah. fuck, we're going to die. Which was funny. I don't know. They, they did. A, there was a lot of funny moments, and it wasn't directly romantic. Like the girl was, you know, just being friendly, and she's like, "Oh, I wasn't supposed to be here. I'm stuck here, whatever." And my boyfriend, and you know, so she's not interested in him romantically. Uh, you know, it's it has its nice little spin. So this movie was directed by Lauren Scafaria, known for Hustlers and The Middler. Meddler. So we already mentioned that Steve Carell and Kira Knightley are in it, but we didn't mention Rob Corddry from Hot Tub Time Machine or Emily Linsky from Candy, which is on Hulu. Little known fact here is that uh, Nancy Carell actually plays uh, Steve Carell's wife for the first time in the opening scenes of this movie. And actually the title of the movie was taken off of lyrics from the song uh, Preaching at the End of the World. You're talking about the girl who like got out of the car and ran away. That was Steve Carell's actual wife. Yep, that's her. Fat F. Coming in at number four, we have a... Uh, this is like a old school OG type shit? Yes, it is the oldest film in, the, in this list, I believe. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna, I think that's a safe bet. I don't remember the exact year. But uh, Twister. Twister's with Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. Very recognizable names. Um... This movie kind of fixates on their journey to ca- catch a storm. They're, they're storm hunters. Is that what, is that their official name? Storm chasers. Storm, storm chasers. Okay. So they're trying to catch the tornado and this twister, excuse me, happens to be like a mega twister. Well, you know? no, they, they, they kind of, they kind of want to introduce this rotary or, or type of device that, uh, I guess reads the revolutions in the twister to try to 
to handle it. They just so happen to get caught in one that's really fucking big at the end, oh, okay. which is badass. Okay, so that's, 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 this is the movie, I don't know about you guys, where I always feared because of that attraction at Universal. I don't know if y'all remember. Yeah. Back in the day, they used to have a twister yeah. ride, but it wasn't a ride, it was like a presentation. It was just a, a bunch of props flying and they would turn on a huge, super powerful fan and things would be flying and you would just stand there watching things go crazy and then you see like this stupid little prop cow and then it was over. Yeah. But like as a kid, that was terrifying. <laughs> so this movie always reminds me of that. I guess it's one of those childhood memories. Uh, as you said earlier, the, the CGI does not hold up. Don't don't watch this movie thinking it's going to you know, look new or look good but i think the it has a good tone you know you you feel the the intensity of what is a twister if i remember correctly is an f5 was the one they got caught up in an f5 yeah an f5 yeah yeah there's a really nostalgic throwback i mean i remember seeing this as a kid and i thought it was so cool when they were um about to be taken by the twister and like all those little devices are floating into it so that they can try to track it this is directed by Jan DeBono, who's known for Speed, The Haunting, and Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. Tomb Raider? That movie was good back in the day. I don't know about you. Angelina? Angelina was good back in the day. I don't know about you. Angelina, I have naked juice in my fridge. Or I have vitamin water in my fridge. There it is. Yeah? I don't you know care. what? I don't, give, I don't give a shit. You know what? She seems like the type to not just have vitamin water, to keep her her MBL embryonic sac. She seems like that type, that type of celebrity to keep it in their freezer, and then feed it to their kids and shit. It doesn't have the same. That's long. It's too long. What the I hell? know. I'm sorry. All right, fine, fine. Angelina, money bags, <laughs> Jolie. <laughs> okay, fine. No, no money. I guess everybody's poor now. So a little known fact is that uh, Josh Whedon actually worked on the script for this one no kidding yep he's uncredited oh uncredited already. yeah he was uncredited for that one i mean looking back this film um i enjoyed it the cgi could have been better <laughs> but they used a uh, boeing 707 to generate the wind power to simulate the twister is that what it was that's pretty cool if i'm not mistaken they used animal noises to make the sounds of the tornadoes right they which, did that which I weird. yeah it had like camel moans Lions and camel moans. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. I don't know how they made that camel moan, but no wonder my little pecker was so. Yeah, this one, this was a classic. Going off to number three, hitting the top threes. Important, important three. Uh, Number three is a recognizable film. Y'all have seen it most likely. It's fairly recent. Well, ten years ago, but Uh, The Impossible with Ewan McGregor. Tom Holland was in it. It's um, Impossible 2012. It's a drama. Directed by Juan Antonio Bayona. He's a Spanish director. So technically, this is a Spanish slash English film. Because uh, J.A. Bayona, he does more uh, you know, international movies like The Orphanage. Except Jurassic World. The Fallen Kingdom for some reason. I don't know what the hell that was. So it's just an outlier? No, it's just a terrible movie, in my opinion. But whatever. But yes, the cast was pretty good. Yeah, the cast is stunning. We've got Ewan McGregor, as earlier mentioned. We've got Naomi Watts from King Kong. Tom Holland, of course, well-known. 
And a little known fact, the movie actually has both of Tom Holland's brothers, Sam and Harry Holland. Damn. Cool. Well, only one of the three made it. <laughs> this movie follows the another real event that happened, the 2004 tsunami that hit Thailand. And this was an actual real event. Uh, this uh, this was uh, the survival of a family. I believe her name was, was what, Jose? I think... Uh, yeah, her name was Maria Ballone, and she actually not only survived the disaster, but she reunited with her husband and son. Which, in fact, many of the extras were actual survivors of the tragedy. I guess this is another scary one because uh, this actually happened, and um, I mean, we saw the coverage on the news. It was really devastating, really yeah, sad, really sad yeah. stuff. I mean, hard to imagine. What what could you be thinking? What could be going through your head at that time? You know, you're facing this at that point. You know, it's already too late. I, and I know that there's signs. I remember there was a Mr. Ballin episode of, mm-hmm. of some of the pictures yeah. that um, the ocean just started receding. Right. And then people just started taking pictures on it. But, you know, that's a that's a huge sign that, you know, something big's going to come. That's so. the that's the easiest one. But right. the only problem is that you have to be at the beach to see it. Right. So, like, for example, we live real close to the water. Right. I mean, well, I mean, Jose, like right now, we're close. Right. If there was a tsunami, we'd be in danger. You know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? But we would have no idea it's coming. Right. We're, we're not that close to see people freaking out or anything like that. Um, so I, I do find it scary. I mean, we're at sea level. We're, we're at a, a, an area that people say, you know, will flood e- very easily. South Florida floods easily. Like if something like that would happen, you know, it, this is the movie to, to see exactly how easily you could get hurt. You could die. You could lose everything. You know, buildings collapse. Everything just like water is a force of nature. Bro. Right. When you see a movie like this. So it's this movie does that so well. I think it's so scary the whole time that you could lose your family this way. I mean, just for the movie alone, the tsunami could only be shot once from the resort. It would cost way too much money to rebuild the whole set. Which is impressive. Screw it, pay, pay that money again. <laughs> nah, as long as you get the right angles, it's done correctly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, when you have all that water coming, at that point, it's real reactions, bro. <laughs> That's scary. I used to get scared when I was a kid at the, at those, you know, those giant wave pools. Right. Imagine a real tsunami being simulated. Nah, hell no. I believe this is Tom Holland's uh, feature film debut. All right. Now, coming in at number two, we've got Armageddon from 1998. Another oldie, but goldie, if I may say. This was directed by Michael Bay, none other than. So, you know it's going to be action-packed. It's got a cast of Bruce Willis from Die Hard, Liv Tyler from Lord of the Rings, Ben Affleck from Batman vs. Superman, and amongst many other films. We've got Billy Bob Thornton, Owen Wilson, and Steve Buscemi. That's a hell of a cast. Man, th- th- these uh, disaster movies tend to have a, a nice cast. Although, once again, it is a meteor. Again, true. But that is like the main concern, right? I mean, not concern, but it's like a, the most irrational fear people have. Because it's like the dinosaurs were wiped out. And... Uh, it's, I guess it's something that they can't really control. Yeah. You can't really control Mother Nature at all. But like, right, right. You know, this is like, blind, we were blindsided by it. Correct. Man. Fuck. It's scary. Um... This one follows that team, that team made, made up of that nice cast. <laughs> yeah, um, these are drillers, right? And they're basically having a team of astronauts and these drillers played by Bruce Willis and, and Ben and Affleck. And like, <laughs> oh, and yeah, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. And they're just trying to get these guys into space onto that, that meteor to try to blow this shit up. Yeah. I guess like our best chance is getting here with little pieces of it and hoping some pieces leave out of orbit. There's some trajectory involved. I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not a scientist. I'm not going to explain ther- thermodynamics to you right here. But uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool. I did like it. Um, it was more patriotic. 
don't know. I got that that that, that vibe. It was. It did have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Apparently not patriotic enough. I mean, Disney had to absorb the failed uh, project costs. So funny enough, Bruce Willis actually didn't care for Michael Bay as a director because of the style, and he refuses to work with him again. Um, he wasn't even going to do this movie, but he ended up doing it after he failed uh, this project he was working on called Broadway Brawler. It was a comedy, and it was just terrible. So Disney decided to absorb the failed project's cost if and only if Bruce Willis starred in this and two other films. But those two other films ended up being uh, Unbreakable and The Sixth Sense. So you could say it paid off. Big time. Yep. That's very impressive. I actually heard that Michael Bay wasn't a fan of this movie as well. Like he said that he didn't like this movie. And he was the director. Oh, well. Yeah. Absorb it. Yeah, he said it was his worst project. Fuck Michael. Well, he must have said this before those movies that shall not be named. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And the last couple of Transformers films. I was just trying to get to you because I know you like the turtles. Well, it wasn't that. They're not that great. I mean, I'll be honest. I do love me some turtles. I mean, <laughs> have y'all had them baked? We need help, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find it, though. <laughs> Got him. The number one disaster movie. Deservedly so? I would say so. Like, I, w- I was hoping that we would decide on this one. I like it. But I would agree. I would be a little bit biased in this one as well. Know that you are so yeah we're talking about the day after tomorrow yesterday um, this was <laughs> this is one of those movies that i think for our generation we remember we were very young but not too young you know we were watch this scared holy crap holy crap you know major city new york we see different elements different forces of nature cgi is pretty good effects or special effects overall is pretty good the cast is great Jake Gyllenhaal, I remember, is in this one. Dennis Quaid is in this as well. This movie follows a group of people. Different groups. You see different times. Like I said, even the, the Statue of Liberty underwater and Frozen. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we've also got Emmy Rossum from Phantom of the Opera and Cella Ward from The Fugitive. But I feel like this movie really took off because of the hype over global warming at the time. Um, again, this is directed by Roland Emmerich uh, from Independence Day, uh, The Patriot with Mel Gibson, White House Down, and 2012. So, familiar, like you said, familiar uh, themes. Yeah, all across the board. So, the movie actually followed one specific theory, which was called abrupt climate change, in which the currents of the oceans basically just stopped, which stopped heating up the planet and the tropics uh, and cooled North America down. That's scary, man. The thing is, it happened really quick in the movie, you know, it was kind of so people were saying like, oh, you know, this would never happen and going back and forth. But it still trended and it generated uh, a lot of traction. And this is before the age of, you know, Twitter and hashtags and social media. Funny enough, scientists were invited uh, by 20th Century Fox to watch the movie and to test the validity. And none were impressed, but they were all entertained just like us. So I think that's the most important aspect of this movie. Like, we don't really care about the science and, and and the validity of this type of shit, but, like, it looks fucking cool, man. Yeah. It looks really cool. It does. Um, you did mention the Statue of Liberty, like, realistically speaking. Like, the amount of force hit by the Statue of Liberty, like, those size of waves, that, that, that would just, like, topple that bitch over. Um, but who cares, you know? It's it's nice. It looks cool. It looks right. Exactly. Like, that's what that really... That's what sold this movie, for me, at least. Uh, just so you guys aren't mad, there are some other... 
disaster movies out there. Such movies would be mentioning Contagion, San Andreas for your for the rock fans out there. I never seen it to be fair. Yeah, I, I don't care for it. It's the same guy. Yeah, it's the same person. Volcano. I remember that one. No one's. I fired. remember Volcano. Yeah, this is the end. That's another funny one. That's another funny one. Done well. I was like, the focus wasn't even the disaster. The focus right. was like these clowns hmm. experiencing the disaster, which was really funny. And Geostorm with the one-hit wonder. Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. King Leonidas. Yeah, one-hit wonder. <laughs> but yeah, guys. I mean, this is our top ten. Um, you know. This is just uh, our opinion. If you guys have anything that uh, we should have mentioned, if you guys have your own opinion, definitely hit us up on the, the comments. Let us know what we missed, what we hit on. Or just say hi. I don't know. You can say hi. I would, I'll say I would hi like back. A hi. You'd write back? Yeah. Like, hey. Nice. Thanks for the comments. <laughs> I don't know. You guys can see a lot of these movies and a lot of different uh, platforms. HBO Max has a couple to the max. Netflix, I believe, has some. Or just Google them. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, did you did you see anything that you want to talk about recently? I went to go see Barbarian. Oh. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like this movie was great in the first half. It was fantastic. I'm talking about like... They had you in the first half, really, not going to yeah, lie. <laughs> really, really, really good. I'm talking about 9 out of 10. Wow. Very good. I think the buildup was fantastic. The music was great cinematography was on point and then somewhere along the way it just lost its way uh it just lost everything um so it just kind of left me with a, a sour taste in my mouth not appealing to me i don't like the ending but uh i would still watch it i don't like the fact that it's getting that much hype as the greatest scary movie ever i think when movies do that that just kind of shows off their uh their lack of uh confidence in their work the the biggest thing for me is when they shove in your face footage from inside the theater right to me that's the biggest give off of, or sorry biggest turn off because it's like why are you showing it's, me other people's reactions this is not youtube i really don't care it's an insecurity at yeah. the end of the day it's yeah. an insecurity probably so um i don't know i would give it a a five because of that ending ouch yeah i, I mean if they would have kept on going with that direction they had in the first one Easily a nine. I was I was thinking about that. You overthought it, Hollywood. You yeah. overthought it. Big time. But uh, I don't know. Watch it. It's in theaters. Don't watch it. I don't know. Do whatever don't, you want. Don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Brian, next week. The end of cinema is near. Nice. Ooh. I'm just kidding. Uh, next week. Romance. Damn. I'm just going to say it like that. I know it hurt. It kind of felt weird. Tasted bad. Uh, but yeah. Romance. You threw me off. I'm, I'm going to be I honest. Know. You threw me off. I did not expect you to throw that hey, suggestion bro, out there. I'm a mature man now. Hey, nice. I'm just you kidding. Know. I really don't like romance movies. <laughs> but there are a few that are worth watching and worth talking about. Which is what we're going to do. Correct. Uh, Fredo, you chose The Notebook. That's classic. a classic. Oh, Everybody yeah. loves The Notebook. I mean, the actors are recognizable. The story right. is long, but it's, it's strong. has a good ending. Mm. We'll talk about that next week. And I chose blue is the warmest color. I, I wanted to go a little different, not so basic. It's a it's a French film, so it's a foreign film. Nice. Um, very dramatic, uh, very coming of age esque vibe, but also just drama, romance. Worth talking about. We'll we'll talk about the themes and why I think it's worth talking about next week. Very nice. I'm excited. But um, Jose, we really appreciate uh, your input. A lot of information on this one. Again, always a pleasure, guys. 
But that's going to do it, guys. We really appreciate all the support and all the feedback. If you like today's episode or have ideas for future episodes, please get in contact with us. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our username is filmpurgatory or film underscore purgatory. And please remember to turn on all notifications on your streaming services so you know as soon as we drop the latest episode. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week.